This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Hi. Pat and Stu. I'm Pat. This is Stu. Hi. I'm Stu. And that's Pat. And that's... Ugh. Over there. Over there. Not him. Right yeah. Him. Yeah. Yuck. Um, by the way, uh, we just talked to end of the show there uh, on radio, if you happen to be listening. Uh, <coughs> and you're coming into... Uh, you're going from... On TV, from live to live. Mm-hmm. Um, you just heard us talking about... Uh, the military budget uh, and the request from uh, Donald Trump. A lot of yep. they're making a big deal out of this. Fifty-four million billion dollars larger than uh, than last year. It's funny now. All of a sudden, they've started measuring it like conservatives measure it. Yeah. We've always saying like, well, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, uh, an increase of a billion dollars. It's an increase of twenty billion from what we spent last year. You're just increasing it off the projections. Like we always yeah. complain about that. Now the reverse is happening, where uh, uh, the the media is all saying it's a fifty-four billion dollar increase. Here's the graph. Can we show the graph? This is the graph of uh, of all the pre- um, proposed budgets for the military over the past. Yeah, I think it goes back to about two thousand twelve. And you see here, Trump is kind of middle of the road for that. That's a lot of money. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you see the star there. Trump's budget request slightly That's above. More money than the whole rest of the world spends combined on military spending. Stu, is that actually true? I know it's. Uh, it is definitely the biggest. If you, uh, I, I think it is. I think it is. I think if you add up, uh, yeah, because Russia spends. 
I don't know, no, not a fraction of what they used to when they were the Soviet Union. Yep. Um, they used to spend like we do. In fact, I think a little bit more. Now I think Russia's at 75 billion and China's at, you know, I don't know, somewhere in that neighborhood. And so, yeah, I think if you add everybody else up, we're more. I think. I'll so, look into that. We'll, we'll, we'll check on yeah, that. Yeah, it's a good stat to uh, do a little fact check on. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it probably is true. I know it, it's definitely the biggest. There's no doubt about that. By far. Um, but, I mean, you look at uh, the... the, the we have the most at stake, frankly. The most freedom at stake of anybody on, on the planet. Not so. to mention, I mean, we basically protect the rest of the world, too. Yes. I mean, you know, the, the reason why NATO has teeth is because of us. Largely. Um, you know, the, the reason why you don't attack, uh, you know, every country that's in NATO, they don't need to have militaries because they're in NATO and we generally, I mean, they have a military, but they don't need to have a giant military like us. The one thing I would say, like, if, if Trump could do something, I would like him to spend more on weapons research and more on, uh, on defensive weapons as well, um, rather than, you know, just pouring money into, um, you know, it, it's not just pouring money into the military. It's more than that. It's about spending it the right way. And, and Obama, while he did request a heck of a lot of money for the military, didn't want any research done for advanced weapon systems. Um, he thought that was a real negative. Um, and, I, you know, I'd rather have the best weapons. I'd rather be ahead of this game. Because, you know, it only takes one crazy innovation we haven't thought of, about yet um, to, to really turn the tables against seconds. us. We can, we can say we have the best military all we want. If we're not advancing weapon systems, we might not. I mean, the, uh, that goes away fast. Um, you know, nuclear weapons are, are great as a deterrent. Um, but, you, you know, when it, cyber warfare is a good example of this. Are we spending enough money on cyber warfare? Um, and especially defense against cyber warfare. I mean, obviously, at some level, we're not. When our, when our elections are, are uh, open to be uh, manipulated by the Russians, 15 seconds. Um, now, they didn't succeed as far as turning the tables, I don't think. I think Trump won anyway. But still, they were trying to do it, and that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of things that we can certainly spend uh, uh, money on in the military. It just you got to do it the right way. Uh, exactly, but I, that's not something I get all crazy about. I don't, I don't get crazy about military, you know except I don't want it to go down necessarily i mean right. i want it to be spent smart uh but i i want to be a, a, as prepared as we possibly now, is can a, is, is this a change pat for you because i no, I, I, I don't think so i you know i remember we had a lot of talk about um because glenn wrote if you go back and read broke uh the book glenn wrote several years ago there was a lot of talk about cutting military spending in it i mean um, as it applies to waste Yes. Yeah, and I think, but I mean, I think Glenn was actually, I would say, more aggressive on that particular really? front. Um, but, but, but I, I just remember having a lot of the conversations with you about pulling troops back from overseas, and I know you're, you're kind of in favor for that. Yeah, but that's I'm a lot of the spending, of right? I mean, a, a lot of there's a lot of maintenance of those bases, uh-huh. a lot of troops. So yeah, we would save some money there. Maybe, you, maybe you push it to just other areas and focus it exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, that's mm-hmm. I, that's something I think everybody can agree on. Yeah, mm-hmm. even Democrats can agree on that. If you can get rid of waste and spend that money more efficiently, that's a real positive. Now, I mean, you know, there are of course Democrats that want to get rid of the military uh, spending. Uh, I mean, you know, you go back to watch Some Jesse Jackson. Cut it drastically. Yeah. Watch Jesse Jackson's campaign ads from like when he ran in 88, 80, 84 and 88 he ran, right? Mm-hmm. Was it 84 and 88? Yeah. Um, you watch those. He, I mean, his lead, his lead argument for running for president is we're going to cut defense spending. <laughs> You're like, That's a weird wow. thing to really stand on. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, you know. Hey, I'm going to make sure we're not as safe as we once were. I'm going to make sure of it. Uh, in fact, uh. 
in fact, is he, is there could be the Chinese army marching through your downtown area, and we wouldn't be able to do a thing about it. So much I'm going to cut spending. <laughs> Why would... I don't know. Um, it's weird. It really is. Um, it's weird. And look, these arguments go back and forth for both sides. One side makes an argument. The next time, uh, the other side makes it. I've noticed Trump starting to do this a little bit. We noticed it with, I inherited a mess. Love that. Kind of a, he, he's trolling, seemingly, Obama and saying, like, look, this argument worked for you. I'm going to try it, too. And good for him. Does he not try another one right here this morning on Fox and Friends? Watch. What grade would you give yourself from an A to an F? Well, I, I think I, I think I know what you're going to say. Well, let's hear it. I think, yeah. No, I, I wouldn't do that. I, I think in terms of and he does um, it effort, which means something. But I give myself an A plus. Okay, effort. But but that's you know results are more important. In terms of messaging, I would give myself a C or a C plus. Why? So my messaging isn't good. When I see a story about Donald Trump didn't fill hundreds and hundreds of jobs. It's because in many cases, we don't want to fill those jobs. You have 600 open jobs, though, that you can appoint. What's going on? Well, a lot of those jobs I don't want to appoint because they're unnecessary to have. You know, we have so many people in government. Even me, I look at some of the jobs, and it's people over people over people. I say, what do all these people do? You don't need all those jobs. Now, they'll be filled. You're cutting. Well, those, cutting. Those slots are not going to be... You know, it's funny. I, that's what I mean about messaging. You have to fill hundreds of jobs. No if idea that people, you didn't want to f- fill them. Oh, many of those jobs I don't want to fill. I say, isn't that a good thing? That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. We're running a very Let's good, have that efficient job. government. Now, in yeah. terms of achievement, I think I'd give myself an A. Because I think I've done great <laughs> things, but I don't think I've... Not an uh, A plus, though. I and my people. I don't think we've uh, oh, explained surprise. it well enough to the American public. That's the I only think problem. I get an Just A like in terms of what I've actually done, same. but in terms that of messaging, exactly I'd give myself same. a same as Obama. All right, how are you going to change that then? Well, maybe I change it uh, during the speech. It, well, it's interesting because I, I mean I don't think he's trolling Obama there, but he's using the exact same excuse. Same. He, same. Obama excuse. said over his entire time, messaging. "Look, we're doing a great job, but we just didn't explain it well enough to the American people." Yep. Um, and you know, look, I I I I I'd compare myself to Lincoln, and. Uh, and uh, LBJ and FDR, but uh, we just got to get the message out. We're just not saying it enough. Okay, that, I mean, so that was his message too. Same thing. By the way, how stupid does it look for the three of them on Fox? Yeah, that's really weird. On Fox and Friends to be sitting there in front of the press. Send one. I'm glad you mentioned that. But here's the thing. They did it because they worshipped this guy, yeah, that's and right. they all wanted to be in his presence. And you can tell. And so they're all sitting there, like, "Ooh, we're with the Trump. Ooh, we're, we're with the Trump." <sighs> and and the three of them sitting there in front it looks so ridiculous. Again, subservient is what it looks like. It, it does. Left I mean, I, you know, does. I, I, you know? Again, I, it's ridiculous. Look at. I mean, it's look at weird. This. Look, they got three look people this. on the show. Yeah, you know, look but at it. It's a weird look, I will say. <laughs> I will I've say. never seen it before. I've never seen it before in my life. Do we have the stat, uh, Marissa? We, I, I think I sent this to you. Uh, the number of people who he's appointed and who he hasn't. This is a very strange. It'd be funny stat. if they had a back row here too of of reporters <laughs> that had to be there with him. Like Hannity's <laughs> back here. Laura Ingram's right there. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got Bill O'Reilly looking over his shoulder here. That would be awesome. 
Sorry, Stu. No, it'll be fine. I've uh, gone too far now. No. I've, I've made Stu uncomfortable. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so the, I, we don't have the stats. I was, uh, I was uh, listening to my ear there. The the um, uh, I, I want to I'll, I'll guess at it. It was I think these had 15 people confirmed by the Senate. And Trump eight, has yeah 18 people awaiting confirmation. And 15 confirmed, 18 still waiting. Yep. And 498 he hasn't yet named. What? It's like legitimately that incredible. And so I don't like know. Almost 500 people? Yeah, that he has. So those are the jobs he's talking that's about. That's the jobs yeah, he's talking about to give you context on that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, hmm. he's not going to. 500 jobs? Like, wow. is he really not going to fill that many and get any of those people confirmed? I don't know. Maybe that's wow, his plan. Maybe. And I also don't know, and I have never seen the stat with context. What are context we resisting of, there? Of, the collectivization of manufacturing? I don't know. The <laughs> institutionalization of the human psyche, I would guess, but I don't know. The incredible sure. enlargement of the U.S. government? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I'll try to find that stat for you. I, the only one thing I have not seen, however, is context as to how does that compare to Obama? How does that compare yeah, yeah. to Bush before? Right. I don't know. Maybe that's normal. Like, maybe you go the first month or two where with, you're just working about those high-level jobs, and then everything falls into line in a two-week period after that. I don't know. But he still has, eight, uh, you know, a bunch. They have not done a good job helping him confirm the big... They, they've tried to slow roll him as much as possible. The big jobs, um, you know, as far as cabinet goes. And, and a bunch of these people have dropped out. He lost the Secretary of the Navy, right? It wasn't the Secretary mm-hmm. of Navy he wanted. Secretary of Army that he wanted. As bo- the, both of them have dropped out now. Obviously, Flynn dropped out. Um, he, uh, his, uh, the guy who had the affair dropped out, uh, the communications guy. He said, I mean, there's been a... For this early <laughs> in the presidency, there's been a lot of dropouts. Um, yeah. Which is kind of uh, abnormal, but not. This is why he gives himself an A plus for effort, because you know he's really trying. But you know what? Wh- mm-hmm. Where he's, uh, where he, I, I wouldn't say failed, but where he's been a little more average is messaging. Yes. You know, it's not that he hasn't tried really hard because he has. He's an A plus there, and it's not that his results aren't good because they are. In fact, I'd call them excellent. He's an A there. Where he could use a little room to right. improve is just in the messaging. He just hasn't said it enough, Jeffy. He just hasn't said it I enough. Know. Yeah. A lot like I Barack agree. Obama. He just hasn't said it enough. You know, maybe maybe we move to, <laughs> uh, I don't know, uh, 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 a social media account that he can use more than 140 characters. Oh, there you go. There you go. Right. Tw- tw- tweeting is hard with 140. Maybe he uses Facebook as well as Twitter um, at 3 in the morning. And then and then the message would be a little more solid. Because, I mean, you can go 1,000 words, 2,000, right? 5,000 yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, I have these numbers, by the way. I did screw them up, of course. Um, I totally oh, misled you. you. It was 15. the worst. What the heck? I told you I was guessing. What the hell? I told you I was Damn guessing. Damn it to hell. I, I knew said, we shouldn't have graded him an A-plus on that. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I, said, it. I said 15 had been confirmed. You did say that. It is 15 that had been confirmed. All right, but how many haven't been? I said 18 awaiting. Yes. It is 18 awaiting. Oh. However, I said, what, 498? Yes. Or 491? Yeah. uh, You said 498. Don't try to wiggle out of this. 498. 498. Uh, It's actually 516. You little liar. (laughs) It's actually more. You rotten liar. (laughs) That's incredible. You lied. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's... I I, I don't under... There is a little graph in the article. I would love to see how that does compare to Obama and Bush and everybody else. Marissa, maybe you can read this. I I would say on, you know, page three of this story, um, there's a graphic, how Trump's cabinet picks compare. Is that giving us the the context I'm looking for? I I don't have... I have it printed out and I can't read the graph because of the way it's printed. Uh, Maybe we can look at that in the break because I am interested. I don't know if... Is this normal? And it may very Mm -hmm. well be normal, uh, you know, but of course... 
that would be important. I have really not followed his cabinet appointees very closely. Um, I would I, say the cabinet ones we've talked about a decent amount. I, I've yeah, ta- uh, you know, the major cabinet yeah. ones, I have the Mattis, uh, Mattises and, and uh, Tillerson and a yeah. few of the guys, mm-hmm. but I... For the most part, I, I, I don't care who he appoints agricultural secretary. I mean, no, I don't care either about that. I I, the, the, you know, I mean, look, we, we dump a lot of money into agricultural uh, subsidies. We do. Uh, yeah, and, we do. Uh, and that does not seem like I it's going to stop. I should care. Right. I just I mean, don't. Look, it's, it's, I don't know that there's a huge, unless mm. there was someone who really excited you for these positions. Like mm-hmm. when Scott Pruitt for EPA, I was pretty happy about. Um, you know, he was one of those guys that, you know, like he looks, he looks like he's, he's got a real, the right mindset to go into a big federal agency and look to shrink it to what it should be. That's what I want. I, I, I like the idea that they put into office uh, or into control of the EPA a guy who's sued the EPA. And they're like, how can you possibly, you sued the EPA, huh, for, for overreach, and now you're going to go in there and run it? Yes, that's exactly what we need. It's the exact mindset they, they we need to go into these places. That, I know. They, they can't get that their was the head arg- around that. Yeah, that was the argument for Tillerson, too. Yeah, right? We I mean, want, no, we want smaller government. We yes. want people who feel this way. Uh, I, but they can't get it. Like, I would, love, I would love nothing more than the head of the IRS to want to eliminate the IRS. Well, you want to eliminate it? How can you be the head of it? Because that's exactly what we want. Yeah. Because we want we, the way to go. And at the very least, shrink it down to size. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, I, look, you know, I don't know if Betsy DeVos is going to be the right person for, for, for the Department education. of Education. Mm-hmm. Um, she's certainly going to be better than Obama's people. Um, but, you know, look, you could go in there and you, you put in somebody who wants to shrink it down to what mm-hmm. it should be doing. Now, the Department of mm-hmm. Education, what it should be doing is nothing. It should be doing it a giant not zilch. Exist. It should not exist. Yeah. Um, uh, as Ronald Reagan advocated for, um, you know, but I don't think that's going to happen right now. I mean, unless Trump, you know, maybe he'll surprise us tonight with something like that. Um, but I, an interesting speech, I think. I think so. I, my guess is he's going to put something in there. I think so, too. That drives the news cycle for the next week. Um, because he loves that. Because he loves that. He wants to control the news cycle. And, I, you know, he has a lot of big... Uh, initiatives that could do that. I mean, if he focused the country on term limits right now, something that 80% of people or more in polls support, Mm -hmm. um, and does it right to their face, right to Congress's face, they're sitting there right in front of them, and says, you know you have too much power, you know you've been sitting here for, 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 for far too long, you know these jobs are not supposed to be eternal jobs. We need to end this. Mm-hmm. Pass a constitutional amendment. Maybe that could focus. I don't think um, he'll do that, but I'd love it. I mean, he did support. He said love he supported it. it in the campaign. It was one of the few things I liked about him in the campaign. Yeah. Um, I don't know that he meant it. He didn't, he didn't talk about it for a long time. Uh, it was never a big focus of his, but it was in his platform at one point. Maybe he'll do that. But again, something like that that would say, wow, mm-hmm. here is a big stance we don't normally see. This is what people are going to be talking about. I mean, if he says repeal and replace Obamacare, well, every Republican on earth has been saying that since it got passed. Yeah. So, I mean, while I want him to do that, and he has to say that, it's not going to control the news cycle. It's not going to be surprising to people. We will see. Triple eight seven two seven. Beck. In the meantime, did you know that the air in your home is killing you dead right now? Even as we speak, um, as you breathe that air, it is killing you. Well, it is I mean, murdering I- you slowly. It is killing you softly with your air. Killing you softly. It might be a tad of a right there, but it does cause potentially real health problems. They say it's actually more polluted inside a lot of times than it is outside. Okay, if you want to minimize this, fine, fine, Stu. Well, it could affect your allergies. That doesn't mean I, I get killed by allergies. Uh, I, and right, asthma. I have a friend who died from asthma. Could be killing people right now. I mean, I hope not, but it could happen.
It has happened. Well, I mean, one thing that you could do to try to take steps to prevent that yes. would be uh, the Alexa Pure. <laughs> yes. Alexa Pure, uh, right here, as you see, the Alexa Pure Breeze. Uh, 90, 99.97, I like stats, 99.97% of viruses, bacteria, and airborne pollutants. I have kids, Think actually. Think of that. Think of that. Um, the yeah. viruses, that might be the most intriguing yeah. aspect of this. Well, that's what I was going to say. I have kids. Uh, one of them is homesick today. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of them is always homesick. Um, in fact, if it's not her, then it's, uh, then it's him, then it's, or it's the wife. It's somebody uh, is sick in the house all the time, or it's me. Um, and, you know, you need this. To, this is going to clear a lot of this up and, and, and hopefully stop the spread of viruses like that. The Breeze uses an innovative four-stage filtration process, including an advanced true HEPA filter, which I literally have no idea what that oh, sentence means. I love means. the HEPA filter. I, man, I, really? yeah. Oh, okay, okay, I maybe used to ask talk. my mom for a HEPA filter every year at Christmas, and I never got one. So Pat will explain the details of that. Well, I don't have time. Pat. We're out of time now on this particular, but maybe soon. Hmm. Um, in the meantime, get your Alexa <laughs> Pure Breeze for only $199.95 $199. today. $199.95, and start to breathe easy. Call 888-895-7746 or go online at getalexapure.com. Getalexapure.com. I, yeah. I, frankly, People. day 37 of Bergier's held hostage. <laughs> it's true. And America, frankly. Yeah. Uh, held hostage by this damned balloon. Here's the picture. Uh, this is from uh, you yesterday. Ca- you, can't, you can't be serious. You can't still be up on. The, uh, I, oh, my gosh. Look at that. Look so, at that. It is I still see- hugging the ceiling. And right, and, and is that at, in the same place? It's the exact same okay. place. It is the Y on boy. I'm trying to take it from different perspectives. For your, oh, okay. for your boy uh, who turned. No, it's the Y on boy for my, uh, my sister-in-law's. Sister-in-law's. Uh, going soon to be. Soon boy. to be. Okay, so it was from a, it was from a, a, a baby, baby shower. shower. Yes. She's having a boy. To a piece of broccoli? No, it's actually, we think it might be a child. I, what? We don't know. Yeah, I know. I, wow. That's first, presumptuous. Well, our first was that it was a Land Rover. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's what I would have thought. Yeah, no. Or a it Buick. looks like to be a boy. It looks to <laughs> be a boy. A, a boy, like a uh, human. Human boy. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe it was Won't I, be a I don't puppy, know the like a dog? That. What if it's a dog boy? It's, I don't think it's a dog boy. Huh. There's only two legs. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, from the ultrasound. You sure of that? Uh, yeah, no, uh, but this is it right here. Uh, day 37. That's the boy right there? No, this is the oh, balloon. We're talking okay. about the balloon. Um, I, it's not even, there's no separation from the ceiling. So that it's is not, just incredible. Um, I honestly don't, I mean, it could be these years. These Krylar <laughs> balloons just don't last this long. This is over a month. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you can't you can't take it down now. Oh no, you no. Can't. people are people no have way. come up with really good suggestions I mean, of how to, I could get it down. No, Everything I, from airsoft oh, rifle. Say, I mean, this, you yeah. need to have a, an actual uh, live cam on it. <laughs> the live just, cam is interesting. Uh, that's an interesting idea. You just have a live cam. On we that. should do a Facebook. I should do a Facebook live. You should. From you should. I mean, the live cam. You could run that. I mean, we watch we, people sit around and wait for birds to hatch and giraffes to have babies. We could sit there and watch that thing till it drops for the next year and a half. We could. Although, then you know, then there'd be like, 
a camera broadcasting the inside of my house uh, 24 hours a day, and I don't... Maybe not wise? Yeah. yeah. You should go also, back to the store for sure, though, why? and tell them how admirable <laughs> the effort was on this balloon. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's and incredible. pay them a little something more, because that balloon was worth more than you paid for it. Yeah. You know, no the, balloon. None of these. None of these last 37 I, I bet days. you they use some kind of special scientific stuff in there. Well, they don't want people to I don't know. know. Something's I, weird I mean, the, the hero here is the balloon, right? I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not the, you know, the people who filled the balloon. Because uh, they got it. I'm not sure. He's trying to get out of paying the pay extra. He is. No, no, no. You don't understand. To get out what I was trying extra. to explain, and obviously yes. today's one of those days I will never be able to explain anything I'm talking about, apparently, is, uh, <laughs> is that this was, uh, I got it for free. It took so long to fill them. They're like, we're really sorry. They gave it all. I, I paid nothing. Seriously? So you absolutely should go back and yeah, pay them more. I, I think wow. you're right. I think you're right. I mean, it's pretty impressive. 37 days? That's unreal. And no sign of letting up. Seriously, had you paid for this and you paid like $11 for this one dumb balloon or whatever, yeah. it, it wouldn't have been filled with helium by the time you got it home. No. It'd be on the floor no. by the time you got it home. Well, I, mean, I said this last time we did this stupid segment, <laughs> is they, they told a woman who walked up next to me while they were filling my oh, yeah. balloons, hey, I, I, she's like, I have a, a, um, a party tomorrow. Can I get the balloon filled today? Will it still last? I'm like, well, what time is the party? It's in the afternoon. Oh, no, I would come back tomorrow. Like what, in case it was a breakfast party? What was the... <laughs> I don't know what the question was, but apparently... I don't... Amazing. I mean, that can't be right. 37 days! This will not end. It will never come down. We should send a crew out to the store and find, investigate, see if they use some kind of special gas or something in it. Right? Like it. Or some special lining in this? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, the, I don't, don't think it's the helium. I mean, the helium isn't leaking out, which is the issue. You don't know that it issue. isn't? Well, I mean, I kind of do. <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> I kind of no, do. Don't. You don't. You don't. Know. All right. I suppose maybe you're right. Uh, so anyway, we'll keep you updated on <laughs> this big breaking news story. 37 days. Mm-hmm. It feels, when we play that, it feels real, doesn't it? <laughs> There's a globe behind it for some reason. Okay, it's uh, better than anything CNN does. It's right true. there. It's true. And it's also more breaking news than the typical breaking news <laughs> yeah. alert on breaking CNN. Breaking news. We have been asked to wait outside a room <laughs> while a thing is going on with somebody else inside it. They really did that one. They did yes, that they one. did. That was did recent that uh, with Trump. <laughs> uh, so a couple of questions here for you. This is interesting, Pat. Okay. I don't know how to feel about this one, and I, I'm, I'm very torn on this particular issue. Marco Rubio introduced legislation yesterday that would designate a street in front of the Russian embassy, the street in front of the Washington, uh, Russian embassy, as Boris Nebsov Plaza, in honor of the opposition leader who was murdered within sight of the Kremlin two years ago. Mm. Now, part of me likes the idea that Rubio is inflammatory. Like, yeah, it's like, you know what, screw you guys. You're killing people. You're killing yeah. your opposition. We're going to make sure you remember that every day on your way to the embassy. Mm-hmm. Part of me thinks, aren't we just needlessly antagonizing? I mean, they're not going to change their policy of killing journalists because we named a street something. I think that's the biggest part of me, is why antagonize them? Yeah, Do I mean, we really want to? Right, because I want to be tough on Russia. Yeah. However, I don't want don't to go look, to war with Russia. I don't, don't want to antagonize look for them. Right. I, I don't want to be... I don't want to be Michael Flynn or uh, Paul Manafort to Russia. I don't want to be that close. However, I also don't want to necessarily needlessly antagonize them um, for for no, honestly, no foreseeable gain. They're not going to change their policy over that. They're going to be like, well, now they're taking us seriously. They did change that name of the street. (laughs) It's more of just a statement for Rubio to say, I'm tough on Russia. And it's a way to probably get antagonize Trump a little bit to say, hey, you're too close with Russia. In fact, you know what I'm thinking? 
I'm thinking since they changed the name of the street, we need to have free and fair elections from now on. Imagine that. This is like, you know what? <laughs> oh, no, you I know what? Guys, Ukraine. You got us. Take it back. We should you have got done us. that. We should not have done We're that. We're gonna let Ukraine go. Crimea. Crimea it's you're all safe it's, too. You're back. Uh, Ollie, wow. Ollie, all come free. <laughs> and uh, and and now I'm I'm not gonna be uh, the prime minister or whatever I am anymore. And I'm gonna have an election and and uh, i'm gonna step aside <laughs> yeah you know well you just this whole thing and you know what we're, we're gonna return the new jersey nets to american ownership uh we're gonna have to we're gonna i do didn't it. realize they were gonna name it street after the guy we killed whoa we really shouldn't have done that that was that was a mistake and it's on us that one's That's on us on, the street on us. has proved it okay uh, you guys called our bluff well <laughs> since you're leaning that way let me bring the other side to it because you know part of me likes the idea that in a, in a here's marco rubio a guy who's been hard on Russia the whole time mm-hmm. uh, in a in a, a part of his party is, is cozying up. He's making he's making a stand in a way that he can. Right. He can't he can't say, well, we're going to deal with Russia differently. He can only propose legislation. It's a symbolic gesture. Sure. But at least maybe it gets yeah. people to know the name and know that this actually happened. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a side to it. I, I do like the fact that he's standing by his principles there too. And, and, and doing it, you know, but I don't know. It just seems. I'd rather have that done with substance. And here, this is really just sim- symbolism, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's symbolism that's just kind of poking the hornet's nest. And I, I don't know that we need to do that. So Yeah, okay. Uh, interesting, though. Um, I have one other thing I saw on CNN yesterday. We mentioned CNN and their breaking news. And this, this ad was airing on CNN all day yesterday, and I was like, we, we, we have to talk about this. Um, you know who's spinning like a lathe in his grave right yeah, now? Yeah, I know. Ron Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Spinning... Like a lathe. Yeah, and so this is um, a very douchey commercial made by Ronald Reagan's son, Ron Reagan. Now, Ron Reagan is obviously a liberal. He's been a liberal. He was on MSNBC for a while. He's uh, taken to, I guess, be the spokesperson for the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Wasn't he a ballerina um, for a while? You know, someone yes. else said that to me yesterday. Yes, he was. I, was he? Okay. Yeah. There you he, go. Well, I mean, I don't think they call boys ballerinas, but... He no, was, he specifically was a ballerina. <laughs> they don't call boys he, he ballerinas, was, but he was a he ballerina. He was in the ballet. Okay, he was in the ballet. For a while, he there was a go. ballet dancer. Um, uh, so he's apparently has a new gig, uh, and the delivery of this is so incredibly douchey. Wait till the end. Uh, you will have the douche chills, uh, I promise you. Um, and if this guy was more relevant, he would probably go to the Douche Hall of Fame based solely on this ad. Yeah. Um, but... There's more to talk about it with it, so let's watch the ad first and then we'll discuss. Hi, I'm Ron Reagan, an unabashed atheist, and I'm alarmed by the intrusions of religion into our secular government. That's why I'm asking you to support the Freedom From Religion Foundation, the nation's largest and most effective association of atheists and agnostics, working to keep state and church separate. Just like our founding fathers intended. Freedom From Religion Foundation. Ron Reagan, lifelong atheist, not afraid of burning in hell. Oh, it's wow. oh, so that douchey. is fantastic. <laughs> so douchey the way he said, "Just like our founding fathers intended." I don't care. I'm not not afraid of burning in hell. It's just so <laughs> agonizing so the way he delivers it. That's bad. step one, I guess. But I mean, look, so bad. I, wow. You ha- are under no requirement in your life to support the mm. policies of your father. Um, if you believe your father was wrong, 
it is absolutely fine for you to come out and oppose them, to you have speak every out. every right to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's another line there, however. Mm-hmm. When you are trampling over the exact thing, you mm-hmm. everything your dad fought for in his life. Yep. Like religious freedom. Like religious freedom. And, and he would say he that. It, it, yeah, right. But he, did, he obviously completely had a different view of what the founders uh, view, uh, believed about religion. And, and by the way, that's completely the correct view. Yeah. I mean, they all said it. I mean, it's, it's, there's no question about what they intended. Um, uh, but the idea that you would come out and make your life's work the opposition of everything your father stood for, I mean, unless you despise the man. And, la- and maybe he does. Uh, he might just hate him. Yep. I don't know. He doesn't say that he hates him, but maybe in reality he just hated him. Because um, mm. you're doing more than just opposing his viewpoints or standing or believing something different. You're doing everything you can to try to overturn the things he fought for. And man, I, that, that's it's a kick in the face of your uh, of your father, who's you know no longer with us, and it was a hero to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe if I was in a position where my dad did something like that, where he you know, totally took the opposite side of something I found important. Maybe I would do this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I would. But if I love the guy, I'd, find, I'd, I'd want to do it in a different way. He I, and I, Patty I have been difficult like that, though. Oh, very. Both of them. Yeah. And it's just, it's really sad. It, it breaks my heart. Can we play the very beginning of this, maybe the first 15 seconds or so? Because this is amazing uh, and pathetic. Hi, I'm Ron Reagan. Hi, Ron. I'm a unabashed atheist. Unabashed. I'm alarmed by the intrusions of religion into our secular government. Into our That's secular why I'm government. You to support the Freedom from okay. Religion Foundation. Let's stop it right the there. And I'm alarmed at the intrusions of religion into our secular government. That is the opposite of what the founders were worried about. They had no fear that religion Mm -hmm. was going to crush a government. It was the other way around from the very beginning because the government declared a state religion and then forced everyone to be that religion, to pay tithes to that religion, to go to church every Sunday at that religion or go to jail. It was the government that did those things, not the religion. So what was the protection is... Religion is protected from government, which comes down and tries to squash it. I mean, it's so pathetic to think that that the church would somehow get its hand around the throat of this government and strangle it to death. I mean, that's preposterous. I'm concerned about the incursions of religion, of these dangerous religions into the government. And find me. I'll give Ron Reagan. I extend this. I extend this offer to Ron Reagan, lifelong atheist. Mm -hmm. Find me the words in this order: separation of church and state in the United States Constitution, and I will give you ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. If you could find separation of church and state, the way our founders intended. I mean, like, and you know what? Agonizing. And, and yes, first of all, we, should uh, play that. We, should, we need to save that for radio. Yeah, too, can, tomorrow. can we pull? The, can we send that, Marissa, to uh, to radio for Natasha? Mm. Um, but the other part about this is, it's worse than even the way I described it when it comes to the dad stuff. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm focusing <laughs> on this too much. But the only reason anyone knows who Ron Reagan is, is his dad. 
The only reason he's right. the spokesperson of this organization is because his last name is his dad's last name. It's the only reason anyone knows who this person is. I mean, You're just, using your dead dad's name to raise money to fight against everything he stood for. Yeah. I mean, that is so despicable. far beyond it's despicable. just disagreement. It really, I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard to put my, I, I, I look, I was not the son of a president, you know, uh, maybe this is. I was I very know. close, though. My dad was. Yeah, he was what? We finished a f- a second. Foreman at the, uh, third. At the telephone company, Fifth. which is, I think, like ninth. ninth. Ninth in line. Ninth in line for the presidency. It goes, it goes, you know, president, vice president, speaker of the house. Yeah. And then, like, secretary of state, and then agriculture, and then health and human services, and then foreman at the telephone company in seventh. Helena, Montana. So it's seventh. Seventh. He's seventh. Yeah. He was seventh in line. And seventh in line. So. I mean, that would be a lot of, that'd be a lot of tragedy yeah. to get to him. But yeah, still, I'm not I mean, saying he's an important. I was, you're just you know, saying he's an important away. Still, you're if you're saying. in line, though, you've got to worry, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We saw it with Kiefer Sutherland. Thank you. Uh, Designated survivor. Yeah. I mean, that's happened to him. Yep. Uh, so I, I, I just, I, there's a, I don't know how you handle that in your life if you feel that way. Maybe you think it's so important that dancing on the, I mean, and doing it in a <laughs> jokey way and dancing on the grave of your dead dad using his name. I, I, wow. I, I can't even imagine Sorry. being in a place in my life in which I would think that that was the right thing to do. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm Well, wrong. He's, he's never been the most appropriate son uh, on the face of the planet. 888 back. Uh, more patents to coming up. You know, your uh, current phone carrier is agonizing as well. They're doing things uh, to undermine your beliefs like spending tens of millions of dollars to remove conservative leaders from office and support yeah. Planned Parenthood and all those kinds of things. I deals. bet you anything, these because there's one in particular that really makes a big deal about spending money on progressive causes. I bet you anything they've donated to, the, to this Ron Reagan oh, Foundation. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, you know. The Freedom the Religion, religion <laughs> Foundation. Uh, Patriot Mobile will not do that. In fact, <laughs> I can promise you that because you're going to choose the charities that, they, that your phone dollars go to support. They offer the same phone service uh, that you get from these big providers nationwide, talk and text, high-speed 4G, LTE data, competitive prices, and they'll donate 5% of your monthly bill, not to the Freedom From Religion Foundation, but a conservative organization of your choice. Yeah, that's right. Patriot Mobile will even buy out your current contract with up to uh, credits up to $500. So it's, I mean, that's going to get you out of any contract that you've been a slave to for who knows how long. And you can keep your phone number and get great nationwide coverage, too, all while you support conservative values that you believe in. They change people uh, every day, tons of them, uh, from other phone companies to them. They can walk you through this process. They can make it easy. Because I can't see how you'd think, oh, jeez, I don't want to deal with a phone change or whatever. They can make it easy. Patriot Mobile does it for you. Yeah, and- but then I have to deal with that activation fee. I hate that. I mean, you push a button and it's 35 bucks. Well, you know, I will say if you use the activation fee uh, promo code patents do, yeah, uh, you don't have to pay it. They're going to waive it. Thirty-five dollar oh activation fee. Seriously, waived if you use the promo I'm code in. when you sign up. Pat and Stew. This is how you do it. Go to okay. patriotmobile.com slash pat and stew. Mm-hmm. Patriotmobile.com slash pat and stew, or call one eight hundred a patriot. Make sure to use the code pat and stew when you go there. One eight hundred a patriot. Patriotmobile.com slash pat and stew. Hey, 
We're Ronald Reagan from the Freedom for Religion Foundation, talking like 1968 disc jockeys. We're not sure why, but we just happen to be talking like this to humiliate our dead father. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Don't forget, we're not too afraid to burn in hell. <laughs> we need to do that tomorrow. Unreal. Yeah, we do. That's going to be a radio yeah, topic tomorrow, so get used to it. Yeah. Uh, but th- th- a couple stories that are kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> this one, I mean, we should do this one on radio too, honestly, because we have Jeffy time coming up, and we don't want to limit the amount of time Jeffy has to read his buffoonery, uh, yeah, right. which is right around the corner. Um, but in uh, in Calgary, these stories are so tough for me to try to figure out because every liberal will say it's easy. Um, but how do you make this easy? Um, the, a, a, a boy who was diabetic um, was so emaciated that he appeared mummified. Now, this is the most extreme you're going to have Ooh. on here. Could have been avoided if he had not isolated and neglected him for years, a judge said Friday, finding the couple guilty of first-degree murder. I, wow. Right now you're saying, uh, yeah, obviously. But However, are you? he said there's eight children. He, uh, this kid weighed less than 37 pounds at 15 years old. I mean, this is terrible. Look at, I mean, look at this. Awful. I know. Um, so sad. I mean, so devastating. However, uh, they, well, they said uh, they, they confined him and they were, uh, he was reliant on their parents. And you look at his um, hair, it looks like he's uh, malnourished because I mean, yeah. hair's he fallen out. And clearly was. Jeez. She said it, uh, it was clear mm. uh, that they knew what they were doing and denying him a sufficient amount of insulin and long-term consequences. So why did um, they do this? They, were, they, they said their religion made them believe oh uh, that they should not uh, give him insulin and that they did not believe the doctors. Oh, my. Uh, BC, so he, he was... Um, but they couldn't feed him? Uh, let's see. Witnesses testified uh, that they refused to accept their son had diabetes, failed to treat the, the disease, um, until he was hospitalized near death in British Columbia in 2003. B.C. social workers apprehended the kid in 2003 and um, put him in foster care, where he thrived for nearly a year before he was returned to his family, oh, who eventually moved to Alberta. This is where all this happened. Um, now, I... <sighs> The day he died, the family went to the church and said the boy had died, but that God had resurrected him. Now, look. Okay, they're obviously troubled. Yes, but uh, again. Up, but, and this is Canada, so they don't have the same protections, they don't have the same protections yeah. we do. For, for, I mean, they do have more protections yeah. to take kids out of houses where they don't think right. it's. But right. they didn't, do not have religious protection in the same way that we do. However, and again, this is an extreme but case, and that's why we bring the it up. Where do you draw line on this? I, know. I mean, it's just a tough line to draw. Because you've obviously got psychologically troubled parents. Now, maybe it's not so obvious, uh, but it seems obvious to me that they're psychologically troubled. I mean, even with the, the way it's written, with the parents uh, uh, not uh, not mm-hmm. agreeing with the doctors saying he's got diabetes. Yeah, and so that way they're not treating it. Well, when right? you see the kid tough. get down to thirty-seven pounds. I mean, my daughter, when she had this really weird um, medical condition for a while, and we couldn't figure out, fig, figure out what it was. And she was, you know, slender anyway. She was 112 pounds or something. She got all the way down to 82 pounds. Oh she God. could not eat. Um, mm. And they couldn't f- figure out what was wrong with her. And she was 19 at the time. And every time we took her to the doctor, they said, well, she's got anorexia. Really? Why is she in your office then? <laughs> right. Why is she coming to you? How many anorexics do you know? That are coming to you seeking help, stupid. So we finally found this one. Uh, I talked about it on the air in Houston. 
and uh, got a call from a doctor who listened to me all the time, and he was he was like uh, the head of the uh, one of the departments at at, um, at the medical center in Houston, and he said, "Let me let me take a look at her, bring her in," and I did, and he uh, he said, "I." I can't figure out what it is, but we're going to hospitalize her, and I'm not going to I'm not going to let her out of my sight until I get this figured out. Mm. And so he wow. did, and he did an MRI with an angioplasty, and they had to so wow. they did the MRI, but they also had to look around with a camera and do all that. And he said uh, uh, there was only like a one in ten thousand chance they would normally find it that way, even doing what they did. But they did find it, and it turned out to be a ligament or some sort of uh, growth around her aorta that fed her stomach. The part of the aorta that goes to the stomach had been completely choked off and was receiving no blood. So her stomach wasn't working at all. Um, Mm. And so she went from 112 pounds to 82 pounds. And at that, she was near death. Um, Anyway, they corrected it, and, and she was fine. But... I can't imagine how at 37 pounds, you're looking at a boy and saying, yeah, he doesn't have anything wrong with him. He's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, that's just insanity. And the reason I bring this one up is this is an absolute extreme case. To me, this is so far over the line that obviously you have to intervene. But I mean, when a parent says they want to raise their kid a certain way, they want to treat a disease a certain way. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, in almost all circumstances, that should be honored. It's just like there mm-hmm. is, there are some where it's not honored when the parents are obviously neglectful and abusive. I would say this is one, and this is one. But how do you, that line is not easy to find? It's hard to draw. It's that not line. easy to find. I don't it know is. where it is. It's not here, but it's it's not yeah. easy to find. All right, we got to get to uh, Jeffy time, oh, so geez. we're gonna take a break. Here. We have to God, do it. I mean, haven't, we, haven't we been talking about that? We're not no, gonna do right? this segment anymore. Right. The people keep saying. You know what? I, if I could get something to grow around his neck, like grew around my oh, daughter's. Yeah. Aorta and, and just squeeze. kind of choke it off. I've How already struggled with that. Wouldn't that be something? What about a rope? A, a, what? a rope would be. Would that work? That would work. Yeah, would that just work? pull it really tight. Right. Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Oh. <laughs> well, we can talk about a uh, quick note before we get to uh, one of my favorite stories of the day, that today is Fat Tuesday. Oh, so, uh, perfect for you. Very happy is, about This is that. the day that we celebrate you, right? Hey, uh, what Thank are we you. supposed to do? Are we supposed to eat and drink a lot today? Is that eat what that is? Eat and drink a lot today. But it's also National Chocolate Souffle Day. What? So Where are the chocolates? Oh, my gosh. Into, you know, Whole Fat Tuesday is And, of uh, course, we've got that coming up deal. in spoons. I right? will check right now. The uh, chocolate souffle, wheel it in. Oh. You can bring that in. And while you're looking no. at that, while the what? No. We have carrot cake. Hershey's Kisses today. That is not chocolate souffle. So again, souffle. not chips and not cookies, as you always say it is. This is candy. Something totally that different. It is not chocolate okay. souffle, though. We need to, I no, will say, we need, to, we need to get some um, some fast food items on spoons. Yeah, I think so. You know, too. we need like yeah. the, the new sandwiches. Steak, the new, uh-huh. yeah, mashed potatoes. Because we're doing a great job. Li- Marissa's done an amazing job. Lobster. I've Turning never, have you ever tried daily lobster? Segment. We should try that. Sometime. Fast food drive through lobster? No. No, we <laughs> need to get that. through lobster? Yeah, we need to have that as spoons. <laughs> that does not sound healthy. All right, what else you got, Debbie? <laughs> um, what's coming to America soon, they've already uh, instituted a special city council ordinance in Sweden. They want to have uh, everyone have an hour paid break from work every day so they can go home and have sex. They believe that the people are overworked. 
mm-hmm. too tired in today's society. People, both the cup, both couple, either man or woman, man, man, woman or woman, working too hard. Got to take a break during the day, go home and have sex with each other. Let's go. Let's make life better. Pretty good idea. What do you think? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. Amber has vetoed the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. Uh, That will be a reality for two people uh, by next year. Actually, you won't go exactly to the moon. You go around it. Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX is going to fly two paying customers to the moon next year. Jeffy, you should... uh you should go. We actually, uh, you know, competition is the is one of the best, uh, th- you know, things to help innovation. Uh, and we, Pat and I, have, mm-hmm. are starting up our own competitor to uh, Elon. Uh, and we we thought you'd be the per- perfect person. I would love to go. Yeah, you're number one uh, on our list. Um, right. Now this uh, isn't the SpaceX thing. This is our own. Well, yeah, it's our own thing. It's our own th- competitor. Yeah. Um, it's we, a competitor to SpaceX, mm-hmm. and we're yeah. not sure it works quite as well. <laughs> As, as uh, what we do is we strap dynamite to your back and yeah. just let's <laughs> see what happens. See if you get to the moon. <laughs> um, I'm guessing that if you strap dynamite to somebody's back, well, they're going to go to the moon, right? If right. you strap enough of it, yeah, and, and that's, that's the what thing. We're, we're not going to skimp on the dynamite. Right. That's where that's we're, we're going to be different going than other skimp. things. That A lot of people out. would skimp, not us. Right, like uh, you know, for example, like people who go you know, suicide vests, for example. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that approach, mm-hmm. uh, but done in the right way, like done socialism, right way. for example. It hasn't worked in the past. We're not but killing we'll any innocents. We'll do it the right way. That's for sure. Not one innocent will die. No. Oh, oh we can we promise that. you that. <laughs> oh, we, <laughs> we can promise you that. All right. So this is kind of in- interesting. And uh, Musk said, "I think this will be a very exciting mission." And he's always so understood. Uh, I think this will be a very exciting mission. Yeah, you're flying somebody around the moon. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah, that'll be an exciting mission. Uh, he said SpaceX was approached by two private individuals who know each other, but whom he did not identify. Right. So he's already got the passengers, right? Yes, and he already has a down payment. Of how much? He didn't say. Significant amount. Do we... Because somebody threw around the the amount three hundred million. That was me. Yeah. I saw this morning for three hundred million because they figure it uh, uh, it takes to go from here to the space. <laughs> this is gonna be bad. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is gonna be what? bad. Why? His explanation's going to be bad. Oh, yeah. He's going he in the numbers. Know what he's talking he doesn't about. know what he's talking yeah. about. He's sticking by his 300 number million. Uh, I am sticking uh, by my 300 million. And he, he has no idea no how they how came to, make to that. It work. Right. So let's, let's hear. All right. <laughs> cost, cost NASA about $80 million to hop right. on the Russian rocket. Okay. To go up to the space. Fine. Trap. The space, the space trap. They have flying around it's, the Earth. It's the space station. The so international that's space the, We station. go up and take trash and bring it back to the Earth so they can be clean up there. It's good so far. Right. It's good so far. Okay. So you figure right there. Seriously, two NASA has to pay Russia $80 million to take us into space. Yes. 
Think of, uh, of how, if we could take a side road here, <laughs> emasculating, mm-hmm. pathetic, un-American that is, to say, hey, uh, can, can we hitch a ride yep. uh, to the, into space with you guys? We're just standing here in our space suits. Why? Why did they dump the space shuttle program so prematurely? When you had nothing to back it up, when you had no alternative, when you had no other plan to get us into space, you're like, yeah, just drop that. That's asinine. And now we're relying on, on essentially an enemy to get us into space, to the space station, uh, back and forth. Shuttle us around. It's pathetic. It's, it's pathetic. It's like a, a, a space Uber that we have to call. <laughs> space Uber sounds pretty cool. It's unbelievable. That's, anyway, I mean, that's, what, that's, that's SpaceX. What, yeah, that's SpaceX. It's Space Uber, man. That's what he's doing so now. So $80 million for them to just to hitch a ride with them. So the story that I read this morning, which now is uh, unavailable, had the three hundred oh, million dollar mark in it. Oh, the could, story the is unavailable. unavailable. Did you go to the internet? Oh, what do you mean yes. it's unavailable? Oh, the internet. Would you like to see? The internet lost it. <laughs> Would you the like to see? The internet lost the story. Yes, I'll, that's what happened. Oh my God, I'm going to show you right now. No, 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 I no, no, no. You. Why show oh, me no, when no, I no, believe no. you so oh, no, no. with don't, such certainty? Don't I look at the tabs. Don't look at the tabs, but just look at the page. Well, that's just an unavailable page. that's look. Up top? Business Insider temporarily unavailable. Uh, that just means you're offline or something. That's all that means. Oh, but the other stories that come up are online. So just that particular tab. All right, whatever. The so, other tabs. So how much is it to get to, get to around the moon with Elon Musk? And that's what they were saying. It was He said it was a significant amount that they already paid as a How do you know payment. it's not $80 million like NASA? You don't. Where did you come up with $300 million? This this is what they were saying in the story. That they was gonna... speculated in the yes, story. Three hundred million. They gave you that number. They did. Okay. All right. You promise? Oh, the question is not Cross whether he heart, saw that number today. somewhere. He definitely saw that number somewhere. The question is his explanation. But what does it matter? Yeah. Because yeah. I want to know what how much it, it matter? is. He I hasn't said yet. I want to. So no go. matter what number we come up with, it's just speculation anyway. Let me ask you this: Would you? Would it, well, that's if the internet. Would you, it if, you, if you had three hundred million. No. Would you go? You wouldn't go. What I, um, I don't, I don't, it depends on how much I had. Like, I, let's say, yeah, let's say, let's say money is not the object. Right, okay. The object is um, just, if do you want to go, you're rich enough, do you want to go? And he said they weren't Hollywood. I, okay. I would say I think the answer to that is yes. Me yeah. too. Oh, I think yeah. the answer to that I mean, is yes. I mean, I think I'd take the risk. I, I, yeah. I think I'd take the risk. You know, because I think I, I would trust. That's as cool as it gets. Heck the yeah. technology. Uh, though, and uh, you know, it depends on how long it was. Like, I wouldn't want to go to Mars where you're spending 20 years, on, you know, on a on a on an aircraft. Like, I'm not, I'm not that interested. But if it was like, well, few it wouldn't months, be 20 years to Mars. It'd be six months. To so Mars, it's, it's six months there. You'd probably spend what a week or two or a month, maybe. I, I don't know how long you'd spend there, but the whole trip would be a little over a year. To Mars, would you do that? I would. Oh my gosh, I'd love to do that. A year of but, life. But I mean, though. the probability of dying on that trip is high. really high. Yeah, Jeffy. By the way, <laughs> really high. We have you should a, go to Mars. You should Jeffy. go to Mars. You should check I mean, it out. I, there's a you chance you have mentioned you'd, that before. There's a chance you'd make it. <laughs> but seriously, okay. So would you go? Oh yeah, Jeffy. Three hundred million. Absolutely. Me too. Now, if you no, went to the I moon, Jeffy, and, and when it started going around, it would would it start orbiting you? That's a really. Oh good no! Question. But you'd have to pay twice anyway. <laughs> you have to have the fat seat. No. If I, if Elon could, if Elon could throw me the extended seat belt, I'd be fine. Yeah, I'd go. <laughs> 
Uh, we, I, I will say, what today, it, even I feel like we haven't done enough to you. <laughs> um, so we will continue. Uh, what if you got confused and it started thinking Jeffy in space was the sun? That's right. You know, just a dark, dark, dark sun. And it started orbiting him. And so you got both the moon and the earth orbiting Jeffy instead of the sun, which would be... Problematic. I, I, I sort of would it be problematic. Yeah, that happened. I will say it's. I I doubt the chances would be higher than eighty percent. Really? Okay. If he was, I doubt it would be higher than that. Seriously doubt it. That's high uh, enough though that I don't think we can allow him. To yeah, go. I, I, money's not an, an issue. Uh, it's it's. I think SpaceX, I mean, again, they've had some it. issues. I mean, they've had crashes. I know, they've, they've had, had explosions. Yeah, um, so it's not 100%. But, I mean, so I, it's scary. Definitely. Maybe I'm just too confident in technology, honestly, because it doesn't seem to me in my head, to, it wouldn't be the risk of it. It would be more of like, eh, I don't know. It's, it's Well, to the moon, it's only a three or four day trip. So that's probably, you know, I mean, that's doable. Yeah. Yeah, this trip, he said, is a, a little over a week, I think, oh, a week. going around. Yeah. A year would be a long freaking time to leave. A year would be a really long, yeah, that, and, that's and, a long trip. I mean, and I feel no like, doubt. I mean, I, I could be wrong on this, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's possible, I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like by like week three, you, you got it. Like, you're on your way to, to uh, it's a 24-week trip to Mars. By week three, between week two and week 22, there's very little going on. Right. It's, that is a it is long the, bunch yeah. of it nothing. Is, it is the landing and, I mean, the, the takeoff and the landing is where you're And that's just, you're, close, you're just right? terrified, right? Like, yeah. you're landing, you're just terrified. Uh, so, I mean, as you're getting close to it and approaching it, it's probably pretty amazing. You're swinging around, it's gonna, yeah. you're going to get cool views. And then you got another 20-some-odd weeks of nothing. Yes, and here's the thing with that. It's not like... Uh, passengers, where you've got this beautiful ship <laughs> and all kinds of really cool things to do along the way. Yeah, that's no, not there. Nothing, and it's jam. You're jam packed in there. I mean, we don't have the technology yet to make. You know, we're not playing space ping pong, and we're we're not doing uh, motion pictures in a screening room. And well, that sucks. And, and we're not doing dance competitions uh, that are simulated by holograms. So you're just. You're locked into this tiny, cramped little thing, and that's a long trip. That's a long trip. Yeah, so, that's why you want to have the sleeping gel. I mean, you know, you want to just be able to pass out. And sleep yeah, and we don't we don't thing. do that yet. So, I mean, if if it's ever practical to actually go to Mars in the next you know little while, and it's a six month trip, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be long. And uh, you're not going to be in a good mood by the time you get there. I will say, however, um, you spoke a little too soon. Uh, sleeping gel is a reality. We've created some. Jeffy, I was wondering if you wanted to test it. Uh, now, it looks like water. It's a, just uh, a but we'll, really. we'll, we'll give you no, some. Really, you'll wake up. We'll give you some drugs and you'll fall asleep. And then we'll put you in the sleeping gel. And then we'll see what happens. But then you'll wake up. Good it idea. looks like just like water, yeah. I would say. Pat. Yeah, it's yes, very yes. similar. I, I forgot about the gel that Stu's talking about. He's right. And uh, it's totally safe, we think. Maybe. So uh, we'll try that out on you. It's safe for a fish. <laughs> we know that. We've tested it on fish. They're totally fine afterwards. We know that. So that's pretty good. Okay. I, I will say this, though. I, I'm a little leery about SpaceX because they've had so many problems. I, I, it's hard. For some reason, I think I'd be more comfortable with NASA. 
if NASA did this, uh, but, my, SpaceX, but SpaceX is yeah. NASA pretty much now. I mean, NASA yeah. is it's a I lot mean, of the a lot of the yeah. People, I mean, yeah. NASA, we, the NASA yeah. that we have now is really just kind of a, a for the military, right? To, to, well, no, it's more no. for climate change. Well, it's for two no. things. It's for climate change <laughs> and telling Muslims they're good at math. Yeah. Those two things. I apologize. So three things. Well. So three yeah. things. Those two, and you know, mm-hmm. take the military and keeping an eye on our military satellites, right, and, and tracking mm-hmm. those. But other than that, I mean, SpaceX, that is NASA, kind of. But I, I'd still be a little leery. I don't know why. I, I, I think I, I would why. be. I mean, they haven't had a lot of problems. They've achieved an incredible amount yeah. for the they amount have. of time they've been working on this. But, I mean, yeah. still, it's early in their, it's early in their life cycle. Right? <laughs> it's like, you know. But and it's not what we're and used would be the, to as and it would also space be, travel. That's true. But it would also be the first time they had ever done it. Right. right. I mean, it's not like they've done right. this 50 times on their own and now they're, they're opening it up to uh, to passengers like they're like, uh, first time, let's go to world. Now, if these guys die on the trip, uh, I wonder what that does to Musk. He must have some kind of lawyer looking yeah. at the terms I'm of sure. this thing. But it's really hard to do a uh, uh, what's that called when you have them sign uh, a waiver uh, waiver. A clause that you know you're not going to hold them accountable. In Still, today's world, man, used to doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. Even when some, when something happens, people still they sue. They sure do. And a lot of times they win, even though you've signed uh, whatever. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. You made them sign this knowing they weren't going to live. Right. Uh, and who knows? They'll always find a way to sue. They always find a way to sue. Uh, also, self-driving cars should be liable for accidents, not the passengers, according to the uh, UK government. Electric charging points at all major motor- motorway services and petrol stations. We like to call them gas stations here because it's because uh, we're right. Because we're right. <laughs> we're Americans mm-hmm. and we know better. Uh, and the occupants of a self-driving car aren't liable in the case of an accident. Those are two of the measures proposed by a new law in the UK government. They hope will. Um, let us reap the rewards of improved transport technology over the next few years. And we would say transportation, because we're Americans. That's a right. really good point, too. Mm-hmm. And they're stupid. They're stupid. They no wonder we left that crap hole. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder. Uh, this is an interesting point in that it should obviously not be the passengers. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, but what do you mean the cars are... So they're going to sue Tesla every time there's an accident? Is that what they're proposing? I don't know. Because, I mean, I, I, someone needs to be, is going to be held responsible for these accidents. And, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not going to be the person who's sitting in there as a passenger and has no, no control of the vehicle. No, it can't be. But are you also going to be, like you said, suing uh, Tesla or Mercedes every time there's an accident? Because then they won't produce those cars anymore. <laughs> right. Right? It's interesting. I don't know. That's a, uh, you I know, hadn't even thought of that aspect of it. We should bring this up uh, tomorrow on radio as Liability. well. Liability. Glenn's very interested in, in, in the, way, the ethics yeah, of this. It's a great story. So, yeah, this is great. Uh, a great except story. for, can you just, uh, Marissa, before you send it over to uh, Natasha for radio, can you just put the uh, shun at the end of transportation? So transportation. Shun. And then also yeah. uh, not petrol. We'd like gas. you to change it to gas. Gas station. <laughs> And also major motorway services, no, yeah, major no. highway. Highway. Hi, it's a highway, not Change a motorway. Change it to motorway. English is what we're, what we're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Change it to American. 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 Uh, all right. Triple okay, here's your 300 million. Here's your 300 million. Oh, oh, all right, so back off. On this? Oh, are you man. still on this? Back up. Uh, while Musk would not disclose the mission's cost, saying it was confidential, amazing. he estimated the price at a little more than a crewed flight to and from the International Space Station aboard a Dragon 2 spacecraft. Now, Which you said was $80 million. Uh, No, no. What I said was, 
We NASA paid Russia eighty million. Yeah, about eighty million. Okay, uh, for a ri- each rider mm-hmm. to go to the space station. Mm-hmm. This is aboard the go to the space station aboard the Dragon Two spacecraft. All right, which those missions, crewed missions, are about three hundred million. What? There you go. The space, the Dragon Heat cost. It cost <laughs> must three hundred million. Dragon Heat cost. <laughs> Dragon head, car, truck, spoon, 18, milk, cost. Now, when it comes back at that, you'll say, oh, you were right, Jeff. Oh, Oh, surely. The the risk of this moment, I fear, so greatly. Oh, you were Um, right, Jeff. Yeah, well, see, here's the interesting thing is... because you just you you read a story, um, which is good. I kind of wanted to see what I mean. I my my surprise was not necessarily that you'd be able to reread the story, which I guess I should be surprised if you could read. Oh yeah, you, know, uh, you should be because I can't. Right, but you know that. Uh, oh no, it says I can read right behind you. Um, uh, but I was I, oh that's right. The explanation from Jeffy's memory is what's interesting because this is not the same exact tale that you told on the, the air earlier. No, true. And now it's another tale. It's not. No, but now you're reading it, so. And I like how it always peters out. Cat, calm, car. And he just starts saying words. (laughs) Shoe, lace, eat, frogs. (laughs) Jimmy, wait, what does that have to do with the cost of going to space? There's a lot of stuff going on in there, man. You You can't hold them to one thought at a time. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven. Bless your heart. Everybody. Good job there. Did we go good too job. far? Did we go too far there? With the frog? No. Yeah, we'll no. Go. All right. No. Good. good. No. Uh, thank right. you, Jeffy, for your uh, wonderful input <laughs> in today's program. <laughs> <laughs> but I was. No, you're right. By the thank way, you. we need to try that space gel out on you. Uh, we'll try that after the show. Maybe? That'd be great. Maybe during the show, last, last segment or so. Ooh, if we did it on the air, right? right. That would be great. That would benefit mm-hmm. us. I think okay. people would watch. Why would we do it if it wasn't on the air? Well, just kind of a good point. Uh, to I test mean, it out for the year for the next day. I will say, if it meant your elimination, I'd do it off the air. Wait, I mean, if, if the gel, Wait. we need to get that tested. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, take a step uh, oh, towards uh, stealth reliance. And let's say, for example, you might be married to someone who might be going away soon. Uh, <laughs> you might want to prepare your, your household with my Patriot Supply. Mm-hmm. Really easy to prepare. Emergency food. It tastes great. It, it tastes like home cooking. It's... And it's prepared already for you. You just add water, so yeah. you don't have these buckets of stuff that you're like, what am I going to do with that if I need to? And, and you don't know, and then bull weevils get in there anyway, and you have to dump it out. Uh, not like that's ever happened to me four times. Uh, but this lasts up to 25 years, and uh, this is a great way to go. If you just want to get it taken care of once and for all, well, can call I, my Patriot Supply today. Yeah, we estimate the cost at $300 million for four weeks of food. Cut, shoot, broccoli, time. Uh, now that one I could tell was packed because <laughs> a three-syllable word was mixed in there, and that's not happening. Uh, get four weeks of easy to prepare. <laughs> of easy to prepare food for ninety-nine dollars. Now ninety-nine bucks, seriously, will is uh, I mean. It's nothing for a month of food, and right. that includes free shipping. So they're not, you know, they're not going to hit on that one either. Call <laughs> phone internet eight 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 four eleven fifty two ninety or at preparewiththeblaze.com. dot eight 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 four eleven fifty two ninety or at preparewiththeblaze.com. dot com. 
Do <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi, Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck. I I love this kind of stuff where uh, you kind of look back at what people of the last century thought this century would look like, <laughs> yes. what, they, what they thought the future would be like. Always entertaining. It, it's, it's really fun because usually it's nothing like we have today. And, and almost in every case, I know in the 50s, they were always predicting flying cars, which is just something we can't make happen, apparently. And they keep trying and they keep trying and they keep trying and they keep failing. I think we'll get there eventually. I mean, it's Maybe. not like it's not like we don't have the technology to do it. It's just the cost and everything else. I, I mean, guess it's so. going to be because re- it really you need to have them. They have to be self-driving. The closest we came was that thing last week that was sort of like a motorcycle, but it was propellers. Yeah, they were basically like four drones where the wheels would be. If you enclosed if that, yeah. that would make a reasonable facsimile of a flying car. Yep. But here's uh, an image. This was created in 1952 of what Los Angeles would look like in the future. It doesn't say how far in the future, but yeah, here's a look at it. It's kind of Disney-esque. It's sort of what Walt Disney seemed to um, envision for, like, uh, uh, Epcot, it seems. Yeah. It's got a central location, and then it goes out from there. Uh, and it looks, of course, nothing like that today. That's a small town, too. That's a... That's a tiny little Los Angeles, if that's what it would look like in the future. Uh, All right, next we have uh, an image created in 1900 of New York City and what it would look like in 1999. I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, obviously there's no, like, zeppelins or whatever they're trying to say the ships would be floating around. But, I mean, lots of tall buildings. uh, And they predicted something flying around, which would obviously be airplanes. Or helicopters. Uh, They have uh, the bridges are there. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the the tall buildings are there. They don't look exactly like that, obviously. But it's not terrible. No, but we have buildings like this one in the middle. The Petronas Towers. Um, Yes. Looks looks just just like like that. The Petronas Towers, yeah. Not New York, but Malaysia. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, from uh, 1900 to 1910... Uh, somewhere this image was created to of what New York City might look like in the future, and that's another one that... Yeah, and there's no trains on the top of buildings. That's uh, one they missed on, for sure. A lot, a lot of people, they thought trains would be bigger than they are. Uh, yeah. Now, there's subways underneath uh, the city, obviously. but Monorails. I think everybody thought monorails were going to be big. Yeah, never really caught reason. on. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of that... I think they really had a chance until that Simpsons episode. Once that happened, you know... <laughs> you're not going to recover from that as the monorail industry. I mean, they, we really, he was shown point. Uh, to be a real liar when it came to the promises of the monorail. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you see a documentary like that, it really does affect people. It's like the SeaWorld one. Yeah. You know, pretty much the same thing. Uh, they thought air travel apparently would be a little chaotic uh, because these planes are all over the place. Uh, okay, and our last our last image uh, created in 1950 futuristic San Francisco. Again, they thought these circular things would be uh, part of our future, and they're not. Um, but uh, there it is. That one's not bad either. I mean, we've got it's. I'll say this: they nailed than, the Golden Gate Bridge. Nailed it. Yeah, yes, they did. Mm-hmm. How do they know? 
I don't know. You know. How did they know? Well, in 1950, it was... How did they possibly have an idea that there would be a bridge right there that looked just like that? it was incredible. right there. Incredible, Pat. Incredible. Like Let's put it this way. Incredible. It is. Incredible. You don't have to go any further than that. Incredible. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn did a... Uh, Glenn and the team talked about uh, the headlines coming from D.C. this week, and they discussed whether or not CPAC is relevant on an episode of Think Tank. Here's a look. All right, what's going on in D.C. this week? Uh, CPAC wrapped up last week. Um, that was last week. What's going on this week? <laughs> Does anyone well, actually care about CPAC anymore? It's I, I, really I, odd. It seems like the echo chamber for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, McKay Coppins did a great piece in The Atlantic looking at how CPAC used to be this conservative gathering where we shared our principles and where we wanted to go and stuff. And he's like, it's kind of really become a, he, his term was careerism. Uh, where, careerism? Careerism, where people just go to kind of up their own brand mm. or raise their own star. Pretty wise, yeah. Um, but the, the one thing that I, that I wanted to get to was something that um, when Steve Bannon and Reince Priebus sat down with Matt Schlapp, there was one thing I think a lot of people missed that was just pretty key. We have a thought of it, thought too. Take a listen to it. And Matt, great. I, I want to thank you for finally... Uh, Inviting me to CPAC. <laughs> yeah, there's no, uh, the, what was the name of the... The, the, the un- uninvited. The uninvited. <laughs> yes. I know there are many alumni out here in the audience. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't like the uninvited. Here's what we, <laughs> we decided we to noticed. do at CPAC with the uninvited. We decided to say that everybody's a part of our conservative family. That's right. And that's what Donald Trump has done to so many of us around the country politically. So it was a very, like, just off-the-cuff comment. It was like, and I think a lot of people missed it because does anybody here know what the uninvited was? It was the alternative conference, right? Yeah, so the CPAC banned Steve Bannon for the longest time because he wasn't a conservative. He was a nationalist and a populist. He was actually banned, like, from Steve Yeah, he was banned. They did not invite him. Oh. And so he started a group called the Uninvited, and he tried to hold a competing conference to CPAC. And I thought it was. How did that work out, though, over the years? Uh, not really well. well. Although he's in the White well, House I'm now, so say, I guess look now. Where he is. <clears throat> Good point. Yeah. But I thought it was very symbolic of the nature of Trump's presidency, him and his group being invited. He's like, when he said, we've got a lot of alumni from the uninvited here. Uh, and I saw a lot of great articles this weekend looking at the, the divisions in the conservative movement and people's differences on Trump, and I thought it was just like, that was just a big moment. So, so what are the, the different factions shaping up there now? Well, uh, Tivai Troy in Politico broke him down into big, three big ones. He called the ever-Trumpers, the people who have been with Trump since the very beginning. Okay. He called, uh, his next group were the conservative Trump critics, conservatives who wanted to give him a chance, but are willing to criticize him when he goes off. Okay. And then there's the safe space conservatives. Which is, um, what does that mean? Those are the conservatives who are afraid to criticize him and want to give him a chance, but they haven't gotten critical yet. But I think he was missing a fourth group, and that's the group who is not willing never to... Trump. Still never Trump. Still never Trump. Concerned. That's what I was like, okay, there's one missing there. Yeah. The other three I agree with. Do you guys? Yeah. yeah. How do you fall into those categories? Did you automatically put yourself into one as you was reading them? Anybody yeah. here the ever-Trumpers? No, I don't think so. No. What was the second one? The, uh, the ever-Trumpers, then it was the conservative Trump critics. That would be me. 
I think That'd be me. Yeah. Probably. I don't know how early you had to sign on or not to him, but that's where I am. I'm a conservative. I'll take it. And I've taken him issue by issue, so right. fine. Uh, the safe space is not going to be, and I'm, I was never a never Ask me, Trumper. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm safe space conservative. What are you are talking you? about? Are he you? triggers me every single day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need a safe space just for him. Wasn't there a group that it said instead of criticizing Trump, they like turn their criticism to the media instead? That was the safe space conservatives. Okay. Yeah. So uh, CPAC has also see, uh, really become younger too, which is shocking. I mean, yeah. it's more young people. It's almost like the like the, the nerd convention, so to speak. You know, it used to be I'd rather go to Florida and party for spring break. Now it's I'll go to CPAC and party there. Yeah. You, know, you had, a, you had a Turning Point USA, then you had Future... Future Female Leaders. Future, yeah, FFL. And there was another one that were over there. And from what I saw, my friends, all of them were there. And they called it the conservative spring break, which is interesting. I was like, huh, conservative <laughs> spring break. I was like, I like it. It's a I little mean, geeky for me, but it's, it's interesting. Well, and it seems just when you think about that, you know, you have young people who really are interested, mm -hmm. you know, in the conservative brand, it's inspiring. But I do think that there are a lot of them that are getting turned off right now just with, you know, Trump and the things that he is doing. I feel like a lot of them kind of latched on to um, the conservative tag, so to speak, because of uh, the libertarian-esque, you know, ideals that conservatism has, and I feel like they've kind of been scared away a little bit. So I'll be interested to see if they continue, you know, to try to build I had, a, I had an interesting thought over the weekend, too, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong here. For years, people have said, well, when you're younger, you're more open-minded to stuff, whatever, and I agree, you get kind of set in your ways when you get older. I don't think young, when you're, when you're 18, 19, 21, 22, 23, I don't think that you're more open-minded. I think you're more, generally speaking, liberal. Not necessarily progressive, but you're, you're more open to liberal ideas, and that's where they say open-minded. But I don't think so. And I think CPAC and even people on the liberal side that are out there supporting Bernie Sanders and stuff, I think they are looking for a group to fit into. You're trying to find acceptance. So if you're telling me that you're young and you're more open-minded, you are doing a disservice to all of us. You're not. You can see, you see people lining up at CPAC just marching. I saw them couple CPACs ago, and it was uh, a senator, former senator from um, Pennsylvania ran, Rick Santorum. Rick Santorum. And they were like zombies following Rick Santorum oh, around. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, do you even know Rick's platform? I do you know. know the failures of Rick Santorum and the stuff he's done? And you people were, oh, Rick Santorum. I'm like, yeah. Last year really? it was all about Marco Rubio. Same thing. Yeah. All, everybody's, oh, Marco Rubio's coming, the next young conservative. I was like, but you do know that he gang of ocho, all these Policy right. stands are kind of not as a triple uh, 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 normal conservative would like. So that's one of the things that I've yeah, seen a lot of it's definitely great. conservative. Right, yeah. right, right, exactly. Right, exactly. Same thing, Good right? thing we got yeah. the most conservative the most option conservative. in the White House. Wait, he's not a conservative? <laughs> I thought Trump was. No. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Which categories does, does Trump fit in? Which of the four does he actually fit in? I safe think space. he's a safe space. Clearly, safe space. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, speaking of Trump, uh, kick CNN. Out yes. of the briefings, yes. good, bad, or other, go. Terrible. Awesome. Awful, no. Awesome. Okay, tell what, me you, why first, and then you guys you go. You want a government that just shuts out certain reputable media outlets just because he doesn't like what, you know, the government doesn't like what they have to say? That is, that's dangerous ground. I think you're taking it, like, in a different way. The way I see it is, why do we need to give CNN 
shows all the credits. There's other medias out there. I, like, I don't like Breitbart, but I like how they're including them as well and, and giving a chance for the Skype uh, press conference, all that stuff. Right, but, but the reason about CNN, I agree with it, is CNN has become super biased. Is that the one bias? But Breitbart's not. Okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> Breitbart has never been on the table. Now they're on the table with the, white, uh, with the White House. So now let's see what happens. I agree. CNN, just give them a probation period, like you want 90 days probation. For what? For being idiots. But it's also, <laughs> I mean, that's so subjective. Obama did it. What did you say? He's right. Obama did. This isn't the first time Nixon did it. And so it's kind of, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a right thing to do, but I don't think it's the wrong thing either. I well, think it depends on the administration. I think, we've, is, I think when you're talking about this administration, it gets a little bit more scary. You know, it got gets rid of scarier than reporters off that. of the plane because they yeah. said there wasn't room. Well, I think I... I would agree with you normally. I, I think there's just some context to this specific story. So Donald Trump was giving a major speech that day. So when the president gives a major speech, the press secretary doesn't hold a daily briefing. What he'll do is he'll hold a gaggle just with a couple reporters. Is that the actual term? Yeah, that, that is the term. So the press secretary will hold a gaggle. He'll bring in a couple of reporters and brief them. So I think the media was kind of overblowing it a little bit because the gaggles are just... Let me grab limited a couple. Anyways. Yeah, limited anyways, because it's in the press secretary's office. Yeah, like now, he didn't get rid of him from the press. No, and so if he would have, if he would have like banned them from the actual press briefing, I would have been like, no, that's yeah. wrong. Ooh, go. But, yes so no? who was there? ABC, NBC, like broadcast, and then Fox News. No, I think he he just pulled in like three. Someone has it, but it was. So if, really if no cable news network was in there, then I don't think it's an issue. See, that's how I think. Mean, CNN is, like, were, uh, my, my understanding was that there were. And I think you talk about context, and I think yeah. context is, you, you still need to also put it into context that he has had this ongoing feud with yes. the New York Times and CNN. And that's yes. why I think that it's important, because when you have someone so thin-skinned as president, agree. Agree. I think that it's dangerous that he keeps singling them out and agree. trying to push them out. Absolutely. I just think it's dangerous. Hi, Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Welcome to the show—the show that wants to hide the truth from you, uh, including uh, Pat, who wants to hide the truth about pigeons in America. No, I don't, um, because he doesn't want you to know about it. Uh, for some reason, he's, I guess, so uh, anti-pigeon, he doesn't want you to know the truth about it. And, and it, what's part of our history? Um, but apparently, that's not—you can't handle that. You can't handle the truth when it comes to pigeons. Are you filibustering? Is that what you're doing right now? No, I just want to see the pigeons video, and you don't want to do it. No, I—I I mean, I want to, but all in good time. Because we have stumbled on to uh, oh. an actual photograph <laughs> that we brought up earlier. And apparently the photograph exists. Now, Fox and Friends went to interview the president and all three of the hosts uh, interviewed him. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if, if more of the Fox team came? Well, they did. And, and uh, Michael Bennett found this photograph of it. And here... <laughs> There's a look at everybody who was excited. Oh my gosh! There excited they are. To, to interview the president at the White House, and there, <laughs> there they are, uh, the Fox Fox and Friends three plus Fox Bill O'Reilly. And, and I feel like uh, you need really the whole staff. Sean Hannity. I think so. I mean, too. he's the president. Uh, yes. 
Um, it is weird <laughs> well, to see three wants to hang out with the president, right? It is weird to see three-on-one interview. I don't think I've Very ever weird. seen a three-on-one interview. I mean, I, I guess I've like, never seen it. I mean, never you know, it. you see it at, like the Supreme Court, right? Like there's kind of like three-on-one or uh-huh. maybe a nine-on-one, right? Um, but it's but it's not, odd to see in media. Yeah, yeah. odd yes, to see in is. media. Odd. It's a lot of people. Odd is right. Uh, okay, so let's get to your pigeon all right, video. Pigeons. Richard Nixon. He didn't want <laughs> pigeons pooping on him in the inauguration parade, so he did something about it. Watch. Who can blame him? When Richard Nixon didn't want pigeons on the parade route. So the inaugural committee spent $13,000 to coat trees along the route with a chemical mint to deter the birds from landing. (laughs) Instead, the pigeons ate it. (laughs) Nixon's inaugural parade route, uh, right there, ended up being littered with dead Dead, and dying pigeons. That is fantastic. I mean... Uh, that's interesting. Pigeons. Yeah, uh, so that's sad. the kind of stuff you would do in the 70s. You'd never do that today. You'd yeah. never coat the trees no. with some sort of chemical to keep the pigeons away. I will say as well, um, it's the sort of thing that um, people would doubt even happened. But when you know the mm-hmm. real evil intentions of the government, you know the government does do these things. The thing is, not very many people know those intentions. No, a, well, they won't listen. There's only a select few individuals who, first of all, have dug into it mm-hmm. deeply enough to mm-hmm. know. It's all out there. And, but, but, secondly, mm-hmm. have the balls to go ahead and say it. Yeah. Uh, and one of those people, thank God, mm-hmm. is Alex Jones. Uh, wow, you said a mouthful there. You said a mouthful. I did. And it didn't feel good for some reason saying it. But <laughs> I don't know why. Felt wrong. Really? Uh, in many ways. Uh, here is Alex Jones telling you yet another piece of truth. Finally. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. crying. I don't okay. like him putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. I mean, he's got a point there. I mean, none of us like that. Uh, it, it's interesting uh, to note that um, Alex Jones, first of all, is stark raving nuts. Mm-hmm. Secondly, loves, for some reason, to take off his shirt. Yeah. What is, is that? Very strange yeah, it, uh, It's nugget. as if he believes He's attractive, that he's beyond attractive, that he's incredibly ripped. I mean, is that some conspiracy that we can't see it and only he can? 
Yeah, maybe, maybe the government's controlling our minds. The and government we can't see his six pack. The really government there. is putting chemicals in the water to make you believe you want a six pack. You do not. You want to look like Alex Jones. That's the <laughs> ideal male. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, that's the problem. Uh, right. Again, on the shirt mm-hmm. front, this comes from Der Spiegel, who went to uh, Der Spiegel <laughs> to go visit uh, Alex Jones. This is seriously the end of the story. And there's one other interesting nugget in here we should we should point out. Uh, it's afternoon, and Jones is walking through the studio. His adrenaline level high and his blood sugar low. He needs to get something to eat. Platters. Plural. Now, this is the just the. This is just the guy who's writing the article. Yeah, he's describing the situation. On Alex Jones, describing the, the, the situation at the studio when he's interviewing. Talking him. about, this is the... Uh, Probably the, spent the day with him. Yes, and he, the uh, reporter is from Der Spiegel. Happens all the time here, just never from Der Spiegel. Right. But people spend the day a lot with Glenn. Uh, platters of barbecue, chicken, beef, and sausages are set out on the table in the conference room. Good oh, barbecue, nice. says Jones. You tasted it already? He piles up food onto a plastic plate, and then he suddenly takes off his shirt without explanation. (laughs) With his bare torso, he sits there and shovels meat into his mouth, a a caricature of manliness, but also a show of power to the reporter sitting in front of him. He can do as he pleases. Then Jones gets up and holds out a sausage. Wanna suck, he asks. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, interesting. Let me give you one other piece from this. How do you uh, even? I don't know. I don't know how you even respond to that. I don't know what you do. I don't know. What you do. I mean, but wow. is the, the question? I guess is is he wow. insane or is it an act? Uh, it's obviously one of the two. Um, here's a piece. Mm-hmm. If you want to go, if you're in the act camp, uh, here's a piece of information for you. This is from Der Spiegel. I, I my guess is he's insane. I think he is definitely Based insane. On, the question is how insane is he? Hour and a half long interview with him. Uh, I think he's insane. But that was 10 years ago. He could be even more insane now. I think clearly he is. And I think he is. Uh, Jones, this is what they say uh, in Der Spiegel. Jones isn't crazy. He's well-read, knows how to do Mm -hmm. his research, and knows a bit about international politics. When the microphone is off, his speech sometimes sounds as dry as if he were a member of the European Commission. But when the microphone is on, he slips into his role and becomes a fury. So he, that would lead you to believe it's, a, it's an, an act. act. That's kind of in the act an camp, act. a piece of info in the act camp. Yeah. That's bizarre. I don't when, know. when a guy from Der Spiegel is there, first of all, a European guy doesn't know you. You don't, I mean, wouldn't you want to be at your best there and not come off as nuts? Wouldn't you want that? Yeah. And, and so you're loading up on barbecue on a plastic plate and then you take off your shirt inexplicably you don't want barbecue for to put on no your shirt though reason uh, that, maybe that's the reason that's a okay no that's not the reason that's not he the takes reason his shirt but off I, all the time he, yeah, he, he, he thinks yeah, he, he, he thinks, thinks he's incredible he's, oh there's no question for about whatever that. reason yeah. he he believes himself to be uh, of a fabulous physique. well that's because he's taking the uh well, he's taking the supplements, the supplements. All right, well, taking the i've seen your hernia I'm taking the supplements. That's why I don't get hernias. Uh, I will say the uh, the Der Spiegel article did a pretty interesting dive into their business. Um, and first of all, how many employees Alex Jones have? Would you say thirty? Guess sixty. Wow. Say sixty employees is a good Six, sized business. Sixty for what employees. it's worth. And the other part of it, which is interesting to me, wow. is I, mean, I, I figured thirty was hot. Two thirds of his income wow. comes from him selling his shady crap. Wow. Like supplements. Um, yeah, because yeah. the markup has got to be huge. Yeah, so what yeah. he's doing is, 
when you go, you know how people say, well, wait, wait a minute, how are he's you? He's almost a multi-level marketing guy. It's exactly yes. what he is, yeah. except he hosts a show. Um, and so he, uh, instead of trying to get advertisers to come in and buy advertising like we do, he just advertises his own products. Mm-hmm. So he owns the companies that are, he's selling you all the crap that he's you know, telling the truth about. Uh, two-thirds of Jones' funding comes from the marketing of his own products. He sells toothpaste and brain pills, bulletproof vests and guns, sleeping pills, and potency supplements. The advertising breaks on his show are filled with his own products and business is going well. Infowars.com holds an appeal for anyone who believes Armageddon is near. I mean, does it say what his worth is? What his net worth is? No, that'd be interesting. Uh, but I mean, look, I mean, you know, he's got two million on Facebook, uh, two million on, uh, or excuse, uh, he's got two, uh, one million on Facebook, two million on YouTube. Two million on YouTube is a freaking business in and of itself. It's yes. a good business. Yeah. Um, three million listeners a day, they say, which I don't buy at all. Um, order no um, way. Uh, his no website, way. eight million v- visitors a month on the website. Um, and they say he's on over a hundred radio stations. I have no idea. No, what he's that no is. way. No, he's not. he's not. No, he's not. That more, one we could kind of say is not. Yeah, no, more patents too coming up. Oh, including spoons. Yes, we've got some candy to eat. Um, wow, which I'm excited about because I'm um, overweight. Okay, we got to move fast here. We're short on time. Jeffy had five Hershey's Kisses. Now he has three, so he's already eaten them. Uh, these are new Hershey's Hi, Kisses. Right carrot cake flavor. I will say, oh, carrot cake weird. does not strike me as the n- number one flavor I would pick. When I when I want a Hershey's Kiss, I want it to be chocolate. Milk well, we are, chocolate. We are celebrating diversity here, and this one, of course, honors right. our new president uh, in color. <laughs> that's uh, that's a good one. It's, you needed to see it. It was orange. I like that. Um, there you go. Okay, okay, so these are carrot cake Hershey Kisses. Mm. Actually, I like it. They're not wow. bad. It doesn't. Not bad. Yeah, no. kind of tastes like carrot cake. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I will say that's mm. kind of yes, delicious. It does. That's kind of delicious. Yeah, this is not a. Um, I could eat a whole bag of them type of treat. No, but man, but, you, know, you, you pop these in a, in a candy dish around the house. You, you, know, you eat one or two every I'm time you walk by. I'm afraid I eat a lot. Yeah, I mean Hershey Kisses. You end up. I mean, you can eat thirty or forty. I'm going to have to give this a fifteen. Yeah, I'm going to give it a, a fifteen. I'll give it a uh, oh. thirteen. Okay. But positive. Jeffy? Jeffy? Quick, we got 10 seconds. Eh, 11. <laughs> Every time. When's the last time he actually gave a number that was on the scale? Never. Probably 1 never. to 18. That's it. Pick a number. Mm. I That's did. That's really good. <laughs> well,